I'll tell you what, if you will, church, open up your Bibles with me to Hebrews chapter 11. And uh, Timmy, I'm going to ask you a favor. That iPad that's sitting on top there, would you mind bringing that to me? <laughs> uh, I forgot I had left it back there, and, and I am going to need that. So, But we're going to be taking a look at Hebrews chapter 11 this morning and uh, somewhat into chapter 12. And uh, since I didn't get to preach last week, if you guys didn't pack a lunch, sorry. Uh, you know, because I got two weeks where it's saved up, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, but no, it's, we, uh, we're going to be taking a look at a couple of things that uh, the Lord has blessed us with. Thank you, Timmy. And, um, and, but before I do, can we just take a moment and, and really just go, wow, that last song was beautiful, wasn't it? I mean, uh, Chelsea knocked that right out of the park. So we are, we are grateful. Yeah, amen. Let, give the Lord a praise for that. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, and I'm just going to tell Sierra, she's going to have to pick it up when she gets back. Um, so, but no, we, um, well, I'll tell you what, before, before I go on with that, I do want to make sure that I, I make a, a definite mention of this. Um, as we said, Brother Larry is with us this morning. He did start his chemo treatments. And so what we would ask is that, um, while you all know Larry loves his hugs, um, we don't need to be hugging him. Um, because we want to make sure we keep him as, as safe and healthy as possible with him having the chemo that's going to bring his immune system down. And so, um, so for just for the time being, as much as I know it's going to be painful for him, um, we do need to try to love on him from afar. And Brother Larry, you know I'm squeezing you tight every day, brother, because I love you. And uh, so grateful for him. So just, uh, so just be, if you would, just be mindful of that because we love him and we just want to help keep him, keep him healthy and safe. And so... Um, but like I said, we are going to be taking a look at a few things that the Lord has done for us. And when I say a few things, I hope that you're going to be as pleasantly surprised at what the Lord has done for us this past year as I was, as I was putting this um, together for us this week. And so um, the title, as you can see here, is called A Call to Faith. And, and I believe that the vision that, that the Lord has, has brought to me for this coming year um, last year, it was, it was all about community. It was about getting involved with the community, about inviting people to come into the community. We're not going to stop doing that. But I think that, that as we sort of started everything over fresh and anew, because last year was when you guys saw fit to bring me in as your lead pastor, um, we went through some transitions and leadership, and, and we were coming off of the tail end of COVID, and, and we just sort of went back to the basics, back to the to the beginnings of who we are and why we do what we do as Christians, right? The, we, if we can't understand what we do or why we do it or who we do it for, then what's the point of us gathering, right? I mean, we can come into this church building, we can sit in the pew and warm it up, but it doesn't do anything if you're not being fed properly by the Word of God. And so what we're doing is, is we, we got ourselves back to this place where we said, Whatever we do, we want it to be for the glory of the Lord. I'm not saying that we weren't doing that before, but it was a chance for us to start over. And that's what we did. And so this year, as we move into 2023, I believe what the Lord has called for us to do is to do things by faith. Now, you may say, well, well we're Christians. We don't we do that all the time. Well, it's a great question. Do you? Do you do things by faith? How faithful are you when the Lord calls upon you to take a step in a direction? How faithful 
are you when things get tough? Do you call upon him or do you try to resolve it yourself? Do you, do you find yourself in a place where by faith I cling on to Jesus when I've got nowhere else to go? Or do you cling to him daily? Do you find yourself looking at his word daily? Do you find yourself in, in communion with him daily? Do you find yourself praising him, lifting him up, and, and, and praying to him, talking to him daily? Are you doing those things by faith, or are you just doing it out of convenience? See, we as Christians oftentimes, we get lazy. I'm as guilty as the next guy. I'm not going to lie. I'm your pastor, and it's true. There's days I don't crack the book open, and I know you're probably like, ah, but it's true because we get busy, right? I'm a bivocational pastor. I work for Norton Healthcare. It gets really, really busy, and there's days that I get off work, and I just go, oh, I'm done, right? Who, I mean, who among us hasn't had those days? But we have to rise to the occasion, right? It's not that we have to do anything to earn God's grace. We know that. We've been told that. The God, God's word tells us that, that we can't do anything to earn his grace. We have to, by faith, believe in him, trust in him, and follow him. And so what we're going to do as we go into this vision of 2023 is we're going to, as a church, by faith, look to Jesus for where we're going and how we're going to do it. It's not to say that we haven't been doing it, but we're going to put a much larger emphasis in those areas, in that arena, around things for this coming year. And so I felt that, that chapter 11 of Hebrews was a perfect fit for us for where and how we are going to be approaching this idea of faith or this call to faith. And so if you would, just follow along with me. And this isn't going to be one of those Sundays where I'm going to go through every single verse, verse by verse by verse, because you would have had to pack a lunch then. So I'm going to spare you that. But, but we are going to talk about this, and we're going to review it, and we're going to hear what the Word of God says. And here's the thing. What he says here I don't really have to break it down for you. He says it very clearly. What we're going to review today, I pray that you're going to hear this and you're going to go, ah, see what you did there, Pastor. Because God's Word speaks to us. And it's the reason that we have to open it. It's the reason we have to read it. I know there's other faiths that say, oh, you don't have to do that. You don't have to open it. Maybe you're not even smart enough to read it. But the point is, is that Jesus says, read the Word. Be in the Word. Know what it says. And that's the reason we say, open your Bible and read along with us so that you will know what it says. It's important for you to know what it says. It's important for us to know where God is taking us and leading us. So, Hebrews chapter 11 starts off and it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more accept acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous. God commending him by accepting his gifts, and through his, face, through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now, before he was taken, he was committed as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For 
Whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that, the rewards, and, and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By, by this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead, though uh, were born as descendants, as many as the stars of heaven and as many as innumerable grains of sand by the seashore, these all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them, get this, from afar. And having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on earth, for people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had an opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, who he had received the promise, was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. By faith, Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob in Esau. By faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of his sons. Joseph, bowing in worship over the head of his staff. By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and that they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward instead. By faith, he, uh, by faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who was invisible. By faith, uh, he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. By faith, the people crossed the Red Sea as on dry land. But the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab, the prostitute, did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had been given a friendly welcome to, because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. And what more shall I say, uh, for time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel, 
and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of a sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in the deserts and mountains and in the dens and caves of the earth. All of these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. This entire chapter, the entire chapter, is nothing but an example of faith. I hope you're able to see that, that that by faith, all of these things happened. All of these things came to light. As Hebrews, the whole entire chapter points out, we are given like some 4,000 years worth of, of history and examples of people who lived by faith. It wasn't an easy task that they had set before them. They didn't have the creature comforts that we have today. When you consider even just some of these stories, some that we know so much better than others, you consider Noah or Moses or Abraham, some of those that, you, that you've probably heard tons and tons of times, where Moses, after freeing his people, it was like, oh, this is amazing. You got your people freed, right? Pharaoh said, take them, get out of here, right? And then they went and crossed the Red Sea, as amazing as that was, that they crossed the sea on dry land, Scripture said. And then when they were chased by the Egyptians, the waters it just engulfed them, and they were drowned. How is it that you walk through the Red Sea on dry land except by the miracle and amazing power of the Lord? It can't be done by any other hand. And so you would think the Lord just brought them to this amazingness, didn't they? But then they did what? They wandered for 40 years through a desert with the same clothes on their back, eating manna that was grown for them fresh every day that likely had no taste, and they lived in tents. What an amazing life that Moses promised them, right? Like, you, like it's one of those situations where you're like, yeah, Moses, and then you go, oh, Moses, right? Like, come on, man, we're in year five. We're still doing this, and then it's, now we're in year 10. And then by the time you get to year 40, you go, man, what did I do, Right? promise of God, though, stands the test of time. And Moses, by faith, did what he did. Abraham, the great story of Abraham, where he was promised, you will have a son who will, who will have descendants as numerous as the stars, more than the sands on the seashore, right? And you're like, I mean, just as a father of my own, you know, Sierra means the world to me. And and he was so excited to receive Isaac as his son. And after he gets him, the Lord says, Abraham, go to the mountain that I'm going to show you. And he says, yes, Lord. And he goes, and I want you to kill your son. Huh? 
you just promised him to me. I just got him. I've waited all these years. Like, what are you talking about? But you know what he did? He didn't say any of that. By faith, he said, yes. By faith, he went to the mountain that the Lord shown him. By faith, he gathered wood and had his own son carry the wood. When Isaac said, Dad, where's the sacrifice? He said, the Lord will provide. By faith, he trusted that his son was not going to perish and that a substitute would be given. Because he said to, he said to the, 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 the workers who were with him, he said, you all stay here. The boy and I are going to go and we will return. You don't say we will return if your expectation is that the Lord is actually going to kill your son. But by faith, he went up on that mountain. And by faith, he tied his son's hand and he laid him on an altar and he raised a knife to kill him. And by faith, he was going to follow through. Until the Lord said, Abraham, stop. I see now that you believe in me. I see now that you trust me. I see now that you're obedient. See, by faith, we are giving these examples all throughout Scripture of people who did great and amazing things. Now, I want you to fast forward to today. It's 2023. And God said, I want you to get up and go to church. And by faith, a lot of people said, no, I'm really tired today. I had to work late. You know what? It was New Year's Eve. I watched the ball drop. I was up kind of late. I'm awful tired this morning, God. I need my rest. Church, I'm telling you that I was up until 2 a.m. last night. I was up until 2 a.m. working on things for today. Partly because I'm a procrastinator. But also because I felt that the importance of starting off our new year in the right foot. And that is with the Lord. That is with Him at the forefront. That is with, with Him leading us and guiding us in everything that we do. You know that when, when you all brought me in as pastor that, that I said... Whatever we do, we have got to do it well or it's not worth doing, right? You know that when, that the other thing I always say is we have to know, like, what are we doing? What, who are we doing it for? Because if we're doing it for our own glory, it's not worth doing. If we're doing it so that we can receive a pat on the back and get all kinds of accolades for myself and it's, and it's like, ooh, look at what Brother Greg Napper is doing over there at the church. It's not worth doing. It's only worth it if we say, we did it for you, Jesus, because you are amazing and because you're worthy of that honor. And by faith, we are going to go and do whatever it is that you're asking us to do. And I'm telling you that he is keeping his promise to us. We've had the largest crowds that we have had in like two or three years. That counts today. We were talking about about all kinds of things. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you a few things. I did this last year. We always had this thing. It was, I don't remember what, the, what we used to call it here, but last year I called it Vision 2022. And I did this in front of our leadership team. And so the, the same 12 people that we always get during leadership meeting got to see and experience this. And I thought, I'm not doing that no more. Because I think we as a church need to understand what the Lord has done in this place. We need to see what the Lord has accomplished through the work that he has brought forth 
through Bethlehem Baptist Church. Not that we are boasting in the things that we have done, but I want to boast in what God has done and what he has allowed to happen. And so I'm going to share with you a few of those things. So um, I don't know, Will or Timmy, one of y'all back there, if you'll flip it to uh, the, the first screen that we've got. <clears throat> Here's a few things that we participated in this year. We were able to participate in Fields of Faith. That's where we gathered down at Spencer County High School, and we were able to participate in the worship time where we get to share um, uh, and hear student testimonies where they would witness to their peers and to the community. And we were able to participate and join in the worship, um, that the songs that we were singing. The community baby shower, we were able to go down and hand out gifts to all the expectant mothers, whether they were single or whether they were married. You know what? We didn't care. Why? Because God doesn't care. He loves each of them the same. And so as a church, we wanted to love on each and every single one of them. Spencer County Ready Fest, we went down and handed out a whole bunch of Kleenexes. And then we also gave out um, uh, chip clips, which, by the way, is evidently one of the greatest things ever to be given out is a stupid chip clip. People loved it. It was insane. The, the Christmas in Mount Eden Nativity, if you were able to go and see that, that was amazing. It was the first time we've been able to partner with that. And, and it was so, such a blessing to see all the people who were coming by and experiencing getting to see Mary and Joseph and the shepherds. There was a camel, a live camel that was there, and the sheep that were there. Um, Winter Jam, where we got to go, and Chelsea and I got to jam out with Skillet, and it was amazing, wasn't it? Oh, it was so good. And this year, we're going to go again, so you guys are welcome to come and join us this year. Oktoberfest, where we got to go and participate in the Oktoberfest 5K walk slash run. I'll let you guess which one we did. Um, we, we walked. I wasn't running. If I'm running, you should run with me. Um, that's all I'm saying. We also got to participate with Refuge for Women. They got to come and share with us about how they were taking care of women, some who are sex trafficked, some who are beaten and in terrible situations. And uh, Isaiah House, which is an addiction recovery place, we have partnered with them. That they ever have anybody who is able uh, to come and, and be in our community, that, that we are a place that they can come and walk through these doors and that we've agreed to love them and, and welcome them with open arms. Fellowship of Christian Athletes, again, this is uh, the same thing from uh, Fields of Faith, but this is a, a, an area where we get to reach into the school systems and, and, and just bless kids. And we've been able as a church to actually even begin giving to them each and every year to support that ministry. Little Mount Baptist Church, as I mentioned earlier, we've been beginning to partner with them. And it's going to be an amazing partnership because Brother Han and I, we both agree that we are in a state of urgency where the gospel needs to be spoken with boldness. It's true. Um, the next thing that's up there, uh, this is ways that we reached out into our community. We held a community summer party where we just had a big, giant water slide, and we had a great and amazing time. Um, one of those times, I actually went down the slide face forward, busted my nose wide open. It was great. Um, Christmas cards. We put together Christmas cards for the people down at Signature Healthcare. I can't tell you how big this one was. For the people, the residents down there who don't, some of them don't have any family that comes to see them. And they had a card that had their, their first name written on it. It said, Merry Christmas, with a note from our church that said, we love you, we're thinking about you, we're praying for you. It might have been the only Christmas card that some of them got. And we were able to do this. The Lord put these things on our heart, and he allowed for these things to come to life. We, we've increased our home visits. Some of you have, have had the blessing of me getting to come into your home 
Woohoo, lucky you. Some of you were probably like, man, he stays too long. Um, but, but we've been able to, to, to serve communion to some folks that aren't able to come. And that is such a blessing, to be able to go and take communion to some people who've not had communion in forever. We were able to do that this year. It was such a, an honor and a blessing. And the Lord has allowed that. He has opened up the doors to do that. We participated with the gospel at every home outreach. Um, this is one that, that I can 100% tell you we went to a house that when we got to that house, we were met before we even got to the door where the person said, I told you before, don't be coming here. And two weeks ago, he came to this church. Two weeks ago, he walked through these doors. That's not us. That's not me. That is God doing the work. He's doing the work. And by faith, I hope you see that by faith, we are doing all these things. And it's not that we're, again, we're not collecting accolades here. I'm telling you what the Lord is doing, okay? And, and I, so here's the Operation Christmas Child. We put together 50-some-odd boxes, right? How many was it, Amanda? 52? We're going, she's going, yeah, that's it. Um, with a little bit of the, yeah. But here's the thing. That is amazing. I hope you guys understand, and, and, and it's going to become more clear as we keep, we keep going. Give me the next one that's up there. Um, Lottie Moon Christmas Offering. Um, the Annie Armstrong Easter offering, we just talked about Lonnie Moon. We met that goal today. The Annie Armstrong offering, we met that goal when we uh, had Easter time. We helped put a ramp on Georgette Anderson's home. We took up a love offering. We collected, and she's able now to get to her dialysis appointment so much easier because she has a beautiful ramp that she can use to get in and out of her home with so much more ease. Amen. I, I mean, this is, this, is, this is where we were able to love on the people in the church. We had our Easter extravaganza, and while we weren't able to do our big uh, uh, Easter play that hopefully, Timmy and I have been talking about, where he's back there giving me a thumbs up, we're going to bring back the play this year. And so be praying about that. But, but we also hosted a Mom's Night Out event where we said, Moms, we know you're tired. We know that you, you, you're put up and, you know, Mom, Mom, you know, kids screaming at you. And it, so we offered a chance for them to go and just... Go to a movie. Go home and rest and relax. Go and do whatever you want to do. We're going to take care of your kids. We're going to feed them. We're going to play with them. We're going to do all of that. And it was such a great time and a great blessing. Um, go ahead and bring up the, the next one there, if you would, please. Now, this is the one that I'm most excited about. I just wanted to tell you, like, these are the things that we've been doing, okay? These are, those were the things that we participated in, and I'm so excited about these. These are good, and you all know I don't get excited for any good reason, right? I mean, like, I'm never excited here. But here's the thing. I want you to understand that we were a church a year ago, coming off the tail of COVID, where one Sunday we had 12 people here counting the worship team. I'm not going to lie to you. We were scratching our heads at one point and going, oh, all right, God, trusting you by faith. When you all brought me in as your lead pastor, and I, please understand, I'm not boasting. It's not me. None of this is me. We had like 20 people coming on a Sunday, okay? The Sunday before Christmas, we had 52 people that came to church. It's a huge difference. That's people. We have, we have new folks. We have visitors who have come in to see us. The word is getting out that God is doing something here. God is moving. His Holy Spirit is at work, and we are trusting him to do the work that has to be done. I am trusting him to do the work that has to be done because I'm not good enough to do it. As your pastor, I'm telling you, I'm not equipped on my own. 
But through Jesus Christ and his power, I can do whatever he tells me to do. I can bring the word. I can preach it to you. I can knock over candles. I can do whatever, whatever he tells me to do because he has the power to do it. And he, his Holy Spirit, lives and dwells within me, doesn't he? He lives and dwells within each and every one of you if you have proclaimed him as your Lord and your Savior. He can do anything, and he's accomplishing things at this church. Because listen, here's the thing. We're only at the highest point, 52 strong on a Sunday. Did you see everything that was accomplished? We can't do that except through the power of the Lord. It's the only way that that can be done. Now, to the good stuff. Oh, man, so excited. We renewed our connection to NCBN. If you don't know what that is, that used to be the Shelby Baptist Association, okay? It used to be our Shelby Baptist Association. They changed the name of it. Now it's called the North Central Baptist Network. It's, it's expanded, it doubled in size. For years, we weren't a part of that. We quit giving to them. We had no connection to them whatsoever. We have since, um, I have received mentoring through our association. Um, we have been blessed with speakers from our association to come here and share with us. We have renewed everything with them. And it has been such a blessing. And I can't tell you, begin to tell you how much we were missing out by not partnering with them. And on top of it, we've even begun giving to them again because we see the value and the benefit of what the Lord has been bringing us to. We brought back our church fish fry. This one probably should have been first because you all know Pastor loves some fish. And Gary Anderson is an amazing, oh my gosh, if you've ever been fishing with him. And here's the thing, we're going to try and do that again this year. And we're probably going to invite some of us fellas, or, and ladies too, we don't care if it's men and women. We're going to go out and catch some more fish, y'all. And we're going to have some cornbread, we're going to have us some fish. Oh, because it's so good. We hadn't done our fish fry in a long time. We brought that back this year, and it was amazing. We replaced our church printer. That thing was dying forever. We had the funds this year to be able to replace it. It's not cheap. Those things are very costly, especially the kind that we've got to have in order to do what we do. We installed security cameras because we had the catalytic converter on our, on our van stolen, and we thought, you know what, we're done with that too. So we put up some cameras. God blessed us that we didn't even have to pay for those. Do you know they were donated? <clears throat> you, see this, you see this big screen that we're all looking at that looks amazing every single week? That was donated too. Completely, 100% paid for. The Lord has blessed us immensely to be able to do the work that needs to be done here. Go ahead and go to the next one. TJ returned to the worship team. If you know me, you know I love my TJ. Um, <clears throat> TJ re re returned to the worship team. Now, I will say that, uh, and I didn't put his, put his name up there, and I'm going to have to ask for forgiveness here in a minute. But, uh, but we lost one of our worship team members, as you recall, Kaylee Davis, uh, who is now Kaylee Mitchell. Um, her and her husband, he's in the military, he's in the Navy, and they got stationed in California. So she has left us, and she won't be with us, except for maybe in the spotty here and there. Um, but we blessed her a couple weeks ago, and we wanted to bless her and send her and her husband Ryan on their way. Um, and so while we lost a team member on the worship team, we also gained a new member on our worship team, my brother Jody Napper. Um, and so we're, we're thankful for that. We are so grateful for him and for TJ coming back. And so forgive me for not putting your name up there. I apologize for that. You know how it goes. Um, but 
But here's the thing. Our attendance, remember I told you, we were like 20, and now we're up to like, we're literally up to, that's a 50% increase in, in attendance. That's the Lord doing that. It's not, it has nothing to do with me. I'm not that good, y'all. I'm just telling you, I'm not. I'm just a regular old dude. But here's the coolest thing of all of it. We have four new members, which, by the way, we're going to be bringing in another new member this month. We've already spoken. We've already talked. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and I'll, I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. Secret, It's Miss Emily Whitaker. She has decided she's going to join our church. We're so grateful and thankful for that. Um, and, and then, if it wasn't exciting enough, we had five baptisms this year. Like, like that, that's amazing. Like, that is the meat and potatoes of what we do for Jesus Christ, is it not? Like, we should be ecstatic over the fact that Jesus Christ is at work. His word is going out. His word is being heard. His word is being received. He is amazing. And we are here simply along for the ride and to revel in his glory, are we not? So here we are. We are a small country church. We are a small country church who is just simply believing by faith. And we've been given all these examples. That's the reason I told you, I said, I'm not going to go through every verse of chapter 11 because we would literally be here all week. But, but as you got to see, there was so many examples in here about Abraham and Moses and Rahab and Joseph. And, and uh, I mean, there's just tons and tons. This thing is chock full. Like this is a months long sermon series just in chapter 11 alone. And, and we get to see that all of these great and amazing examples are before us of people who believed by faith. And all I showed you was what we accomplished in 2022 because of the love and of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives and the way that we have, as a church, decided and chosen to follow him. What is he going to do in 2023? We have to see he's already starting us off with a bang. We're going to gain a new member, aren't we? So I'm excited about what we're going to do by faith in 2023. So what I want to do is I want to read to you the beginning portion there of Hebrews chapter 12. It says, in Hebrews chapter 12, just the first four verses, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. As you see, it starts off telling us we have been given a cloud of witnesses. All of these people that we read about in chapter 11. All these people who did things by faith. It tells us these are all witnesses to us. Do you get that? When we go out, we share the gospel to, to other people. When we share about the good and amazing things, as I've been standing here before you today, I've been witnessing to you the amazing things that the Lord has done. Chapter 11 is the witness to us so that we can also, by faith, be encouraged, get excited, 
It's okay to be on fire for God, y'all. It's okay. I encourage it, as a matter of fact. As a matter of, I've told you before, I got enough flame to go around. Y'all need some? Come get it. Come see me at the end of church service. I will gladly give you some of my excitement. Understand, he says, we are surrounded by these clouds of witnesses, all these people that we get to learn from and be encouraged by. So it says, lay aside, and this is the important part for today, lay aside every weight, every sin which clings so closely, and then it says, run with endurance the race that is set before you. Do you realize and understand you can do anything with the Lord as your co-host, as the one leading you? With God, nothing is impossible. Amen? With God, nothing is impossible. With God, this could be your greatest year ever, and then you can boast in the amazingness of it, or it could be your worst year ever, and you can watch and see what God does with it. Because he uses everything. He leaves nothing to waste. His word never goes out void. It never returns void. He encourages and strengthens us in every single way, shape, and form. And what you do, what, what you decide to do today sets the tone for the rest of your year. Do you realize that? What you do today sets the tone. So what I'm going to encourage you with is to run the race that's been laid before you. You have a purpose. God has a plan for you. And he wants to use you in a good way. See, the Lord has put a calling upon my life. This is it. What you see is what I'm going to be doing probably till the day I die. If I have to choose between this and Norton Healthcare, I'll let you guess which one I choose. The Lord has blessed me immensely. And I'm telling you, it's not always easy. Ministry is not pretty. It's never simple. There's nothing about it that says, oh, hands down, this is the greatest thing ever. But I'll tell you, it's the biggest blessing I've ever received. Because the Lord, when you are in service with the Lord, and you're doing what he has called for you to do, you will receive no bigger blessing. When you trust in him, and you walk not by sight, but when you walk by faith, when you walk by faith, you know you're doing it right. So I encourage you today to run that race that the Lord has put before you. If you feel in your heart that the Lord has called you to do something, I want you to do it. I want you to step out in faith, by faith, and say, yes, I'll do it. And it's not easy. I'm telling you, it's not easy. I remember having the conversations with the Lord going, you want me to preach? You've got to be insane. I remember arguing with him. And it's okay. Sometimes you've got to ask the question. Sometimes you've got to say, you know what, Lord, if this is really what you want me to do, I want you to show me. But be careful when you do, because he'll show you. I'll never forget when I said, I need to talk to a person. You want to call me to preach? That's fine. But I need to talk to this other guy who I know was called to preach later in life, the same as me. And if you want me to do this, I want you to put him in my path. And two weeks later, I hadn't seen this gentleman in over a year. And two weeks later, that person walked through the door and said, Greg, I need your help. So be careful what you ask for. He will deliver. And when he has called you to a mission, 
He will see it through. And all I can do is encourage you with open arms to say yes. Because he will see you through. He will walk with you. And he will meet you where you are. Understand that the Lord desires you. And we read in Romans about how the Lord prays for you. Jesus said, I pray for you. If he didn't love you, he wouldn't pray for you. If he didn't love you, he wouldn't have died for you. He would have chosen to just let you sit and waller in your own nastiness, filth, and sin. But he's got a plan for you. You have purpose. And he says that you're worthy. And he says that, that he desires you. Did you get that? He knows you by name. He knows who you are. He knows what you've done. And he doesn't care. He says, turn to me. Ask me for forgiveness, and I will forgive you. I don't judge you. He says, I didn't come to the world to condemn the world. John 3, 16 and 17. He says, I didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but to do what? What did he come to do, y'all? Came to save the world. Came to save the world. He's come to save you. So today... We are going to, and worship team, y'all can come on up if you would. We are going to pray, and I want to encourage you. This is a new year. This is a new year, and it's a new chance, and it's a new opportunity for you to walk by faith. So if you feel conviction in your heart to give yourself over to the Lord today, I want you to act on that. I'm not telling you to do it. I want you to do it. But if you feel the conviction of the Lord talking to your heart, and if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, don't let today go by. Take a step out in faith and walk by faith with Jesus this year. Give him a chance. Trust him. If you feel that I've not necessarily been living my life right according to the way that he wants me to live, if I've not been honoring him, come up to the altar today and renew your life for Christ. Give yourself back to him. Trust him today. It's a new year. It's a new chance. It's a great opportunity for you to wash away all the the yuck that 2022 has had to offer. It's the first day of the first year, and it's a chance for you to be renewed. Don't pass it up. He's waiting for you with open arms. As far as the west, it's from the east. The east is to the west. Said it backwards. He loves you. He desires you. Give yourself to him today. These front pews are open. If you can't kneel at the altar, the front pews are open. If you need me to come to you, raise your hand. I'll come to you. I don't care. I'm here if you want to come here and talk to me. This altar is open. Move, though. Don't let Satan hold you back. Don't let embarrassment hold you back. Don't let anything hold you back. Today is the beginning of the new year, and he can make you new. Do you trust him, church? Oh, it's pitiful. Church, do you trust in Jesus today? Do you believe that he can save you from your sin today? Do you believe that he died for your sins? Do you believe that by faith he will walk with you? Then show him. Prove it to him. Show your love and your dedication to your Lord and Savior today. Don't let the opportunity pass you by. You're not guaranteed anything. From one second forward in this time. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. You're not guaranteed anything. But I guarantee you this. 
Jesus will love you forever if you give your heart to him. You will belong to him. You will become sons and daughters, heirs to the kingdom. And one day you will be absolutely perfect and living in the glory of the Lord in heaven. There's two different options for you waiting. Which one will you choose, heaven or hell? And it's a, it's a hard decision for some people, and I get that. But the Lord desires you today. So come to know him better. He knows you. Surrender your life to him. Let's pray. Father, we, we do. We come before you today, Lord, and I give you thanks and praise for all the things that you have done. We went through a, a, a long list of things that you have shown up here and that you have orchestrated, things that you have put together, things that you have accomplished, and you have seen fit to allow us as a church to walk with you and to be a part of those glorious things. So God, we, we thank you today. We thank you for showing us that you are still alive, that you are still well, that you are here and dwelling in this place and that your Holy Spirit is active. You are not a God who is dead. You are alive. And we thank you and we trust you and we believe that today. Well, Lord, you know that this is a chance, that today as we are celebrating the new year, as we are bringing it in, this is a, this is a great opportunity for us to turn back to you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would put it upon our hearts to trust you today, that, that we wouldn't allow for Satan or any of his minions to come against us and that, that, you, that he would hold us back from you, that, Lord, whatever obstacles we find in our path today that keep us separated from you, the Lord, you would begin tearing those down right now as we speak. If there is anyone here this morning, if there is anyone here today, God, I pray that you would bring them forward, that they would give their life over to Christ, that they would trust in you as their Lord and their Savior, as the one and only true Son of God. We need you, Jesus. We thank you. And Lord, I just ask that you would move in this place, that you would help us to trust you, to follow you. God, I'm just so grateful and thankful for the things that I know you're going to be doing this year. Lead us and guide us according to your way and your will. Use us as you see fit, Lord. Give us wisdom to be able to do the things that you have called for us to do. Lord, I ask for help as, as the shepherd here to lead this flock you know God, I'm not capable of doing it on my own but I trust you to do the work thank you Jesus move in us today let your spirit work move free we need you I praise you today we do this all in your most holy and precious name Jesus amen